Good morning. It's Thursday, December 28th. Here is what we're working on this morning. Provincial police in Ontario say more than 200 impaired driving charges have been laid over the Christmas week. Alberta police have launched an investigation after things turned violent in the McDonald's parking lot near Lime Ridge Mall. And Obama okay, has released his list of favorite films this year, and they include a couple of Canadian titles. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Live. I'm Adam Atkins and filling in for Tim Bolin, who needed just a little bit more time <laughs> off this week. A little bit of sleep, but I'm Emily Taylor filling in for Annette Hom, who was also off this week, hopefully having a good sleep in. Brian Wood <laughs> also taking a much needed vacation this week. We'll have Emily Vukovic a little bit later this morning with your weather. But first, we're going to take a quick look at the roads. Environment Canada's fog advisory remains in effect for the fifth day in Hamilton. Now, we were just saying that on the mountains, still very foggy, but my drive in on the highway on Hamilton, not too bad for fog. Yeah, driving driving in from Brantford, the, uh, up on the mountain, it was still very hard to see in front of me. And right now, from our cameras, you can see that there still uh, is quite a bit of fog out there. The roads are wet, so if you are out and about, be careful. This is the QEW south end of Burlington Skyway right now. The fog doesn't look too bad there right now. Here we go, QEW Highway 403 Junction. A little bit worse uh, in terms of fog, but uh, traffic doesn't look that bad overall. All right, turning to news now, the OPP say they've seen an increase in impaired driving and impaired driving crashes this year compared to last year. Simone Gavaros joins us live near the 403 with more on what police are seeing. Simone, what can you tell us? Hi, Emily. Well, the OPP say that they've laid more than 10,000 impaired driving charges this year and nearly 215 impaired driving charges this week alone. And now Staff Sergeant, or rather uh, Sergeant Carrie Schmidt, shared more about these details on social media yesterday. We look at the average over the last five years, we're seeing an increase in impaired driving occurrences year over year over year. And this year compared to just last year, we're seeing an increase of 16% of impaired driving occurrences. We're seeing a 10% increase of impaired driving collisions. Police say nearly 400 people have died in road collisions this year compared to 319 last year. 49 of them died as a result of an alcohol or drug-related impairment. And Schmidt says that the province hasn't seen this many road fatalities since 2004. Now, as we head into the New Year's Eve weekend, police are reminding drivers to be safe before they head behind the wheel. Adam, I'll send things over to you. Simone, thank you very much. Hamilton police are asking for the public's help as they investigate an incident involving 50 youths near Lime Ridge Mall Tuesday night. Neither CHCH News or Hamilton police have verified this video seen here, but it was shared anonymously on social media. It shows what seems to be dozens of teens outside the McDonald's on Upper Wentworth. Police say it happened shortly after 8 p.m. Tuesday when they received a call regarding the group who were no longer welcomed at the eatery. Police say a 16-year-old was slashed in the face and two others were bear sprayed. This isn't the first concerning incident involving a large group of youth in Hamilton. Earlier this year, there were a number of what police described as swarming incidents at festivals and fairs. 
we have had lots of messaging about what we call swarming and those being attached to youths traveling in large groups. So I do employ parents, guardians, anyone to have those conversations with their youth. If we are aware of a social media meetup um, at said event or a outdoor um, fair, as you said, uh, please just let us know. A 14-year-old was arrested and will face a charge of assault with a weapon. Police and emergency personnel were called for a massive operation in Burlington yesterday. It began after a man jumped into Lake Ontario, allegedly trying to get away from police. Halton police say it took place at Burlington's Spencer Smith Park when they were chasing a 35-year-old man at around 9.30 in the morning. Police say the pursuit was allegedly over a breach of court conditions and a stolen vehicle. They say he jumped into the lake to get away and hid inside an access pipe, prompting a search and rescue operation involving Halton and Hamilton police, along with the fire department and EMS. The man was arrested. Some neighbors say that prior to the chase, two people were involved. And he's got her leaning over the hood of the police car and they're doing whatever. And the next thing you know, he's got her standing up and puts handcuffs on her and puts her in the back seat. They seem to be there for quite a while, getting the body onto a gurney and into the ambulance and um, off they went. The man was in the water for at least an hour and was treated for hypothermia in hospital. Police say the incident concluded after two and a half hours. A Hamilton-based developer is facing heavy fines from the Ontario Securities Commission. It follows a decision related to a hotel development in Buffalo. Harry Stinson has been fined $600,000 and ordered to pay back over $13 million, which was collected from investors. It comes after a tribunal ruled he broke Ontario securities law. Now Stinson tells CHCH News he plans to file an appeal and hopes to carry on with the Buffalo Hotel project in the future. All right, let's take a look at sports and the Leafs were back in action after a quick Christmas break, but it looked like they got a lump of coal in their stockings. Justin Bieber and his wife Haley were in the house watching his boy Austin Power, Austin Matthews, who gets things going in the first. His snapshot just barely hits the skate of Matthew Nyes in front, his eighth goal of the season. Austin with a helper, one nothing Bieber's buds. The pop star barely had time to get through the course of Love Yourself before the Leafs struck again. 23 seconds later, a pinch Morgan Riley feeds a perfect dish in front to Tyler Bertuzzi, who goes full happy Gilmore and just taps it in. 2 nothing boys in blue. Holy nice one. During the intermission, the Sands must have been playing Never Say Never because they came out on fire after a shorty by Parker Kelly. Tim Stutzla fires a shot pass at Martin Jones and the yummy rebound goes right to Drake Batherson who buries his 12th to knot this one up at twos. Jump to the third and the Senators have intentions of winning this one. Drake Batherson's shot goes off the shoulder of Jones and into the net. The Sands up 3-2 and they're not sorry. Late in the third, Brady Kachuk says... What do you mean? And hits the empty net. The Senators hold on to stun the Maple Leafs 4-2. And if you were counting, that was eight Justin Bieber song titles I snuck in there. They were better than us in the second period for sure. I think that the, you know, the, the period looks a lot worse because our power play gives them a freebie and gives them life and energy. They seem to have a little more jump, obviously, after the first period. Uh, they were able to get to their forecheck a little bit better and... Uh, you know, make it a little bit tougher on us uh, getting out of the zone and through the neutral zone. 
Day two of the World Junior Hockey Championships in Sweden where Canada's goal song Ordinary Day by Great Big C got a serious workout as they spanked Latvia 10-0. The back-to-back -back defending champs were led by the fella who's expected to be selected first in the 2024 NHL Draft. Boston University forward Macklin Celebrini he recorded one goal and four assists with six points overall. The 17-year-old is now the tournament leading scorer. Canada lit the lamp twice in the first, three times in the second, and five times in the third period. The feel-good story so far of the World Juniors is Team Germany, who beat Finland yesterday 4-3, marking the first time ever that a team from Germany has beat the Finns. The Slovaks knocked off the Swiss 3-0, and the Czechs bounced back from a loss Tuesday to hammer the Norwegians 8-1. The U.S. plays Switzerland at 11 today, while the Swedes and Germany take the ice at 1.30. Canada is back at it on Friday at 1.30 against Sweden. Let's hit the hard court where the Raptors, losers of three straight, were kicking off a three-game road trip in D.C. against the Wizards. O.G. Ananobi scored 26 points, Pascal Siakam had 22 points and 11 assists. And the Toronto Raptors eased past the Washington Wizards 132-102 last night. Scotty Barnes had 20 points and 12 rebounds for the Raptors, who snapped a three-game slide and five-game road losing streak while beginning a stretch of 9 of 10 on the road. The Blue Jays making another move in the free agent market. Not going to call this one a splash, though. More of a ripple. Now, they inked shortstop Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to a two-year, $15 million deal. 28-year-old appeared at every position but first base and catcher for the Yankees last season. He's destined for the bottom of the order as a lifetime 261 hitter with modest power. But he does come with a little bit of speed on the base pass, snagging 14 stolen bases last year in only 19 attempts. Well, it's good to see the Jays actually pick up some more people in that free agency. Yeah, they need to get some bigger um, names, though, I think. <laughs> yep. I think you're right. Emily, a Jays fan? You guys are speaking Spanish to me. I'm like, who? What? Yeah. What's happening? Huh? Yeah. I know there was that big deal with the guy that said he was going to come to the Jays and then didn't go to the Jays, and everyone was like, oh, my gosh, that guy didn't come to the Jays. Then, yeah. It was Otani Gate. Yeah. There you go. Show Otani Gate. I know that. Uh, well, it's not certainly a day for baseball today. It's uh, cloudy and it's drizzly and it's foggy yet again. I honestly, I feel like a broken record right now. Looking at your satellite and radar, the bulk of the moisture has tracked its way off towards the east, but we're still seeing some low-lying moisture in the cloud cover. That's over Hamilton, London, down through Windsor, up towards Toronto and in through the Niagara region. Throughout the day today, we're expected to see a daytime high of six degrees. That is what we got up to yesterday. Keep in mind, our daytime average should be around minus one. Feeling a lot cooler than that at this time of year. We've got light winds today. Uh, fog advisory still in place for many areas throughout the GTA. Those will ease eventually. Eight degrees right now throughout Niagara. We're looking at Drizzly and wet conditions through Hamilton, through Cayuga, through Simcoe and Brantford. Seeing a bit of a break from the showers right now, but overcast conditions. We've got drizzle through Guelph and Kitchener, Mississauga, as well as in through Milton. Toronto looking at 7 degrees, but overcast conditions. Now, the drizzle is going to be sticking around for at least one more day. Into the end of the week, we still have a chance to see a few isolated showers throughout the day tomorrow. This area of low pressure finally starts to dissipate. We've got a push of cold air 
coming in behind that cold front. Winds are going to be coming in from that northwesterly direction, and that is going to really help cool down our temperatures to more seasonal values throughout southern Ontario. And this is going to be uh, bringing us the potential, the potential, for a little bit of snow. We're talking flurries, it's not gonna be a huge storm, but we could see a coating on the ground and it could be making for some slippery travel conditions if you are going to be traveling for New Year's Eve. So keep that uh, in, you know, keep that issue, I should say, um, in mind when you are traveling this weekend. Adam, Emily. Okay, I don't wanna put you on the spot, but what is up with all this fog? There you go. <laughs> there she is. Hello. Hello. I had to switch. Uh, and there's just a lot of low-lying moisture, you know, in the atmosphere. And that's what's causing all the dense fog and that warm air. It's really not helping. And that's coming up from the United States. In the next couple of days, hopefully it will dissipate. I'm guessing it's going to start to dissipate today. Because this is the longest stretch that I can yes. remember of just... I know. Heavy Miserable. fog every morning. Mm -hmm. Miserable, dreary, not very festive. Yeah, not no. very festive no. whatsoever at all. We'd love some sunshine. <laughs> all right. Uh, what are we going to be chit-chatting about coming up? Well, coming up, we are going to be talking about Obama's film list. And there's two Canadian films on his roster. Nice. Yeah. So we'll chat about that on the couch in just a few minutes. Awesome. So lots of entertainment news coming up. And also coming up after the breaks in business news, Canada needs to find a long-term solution for its nuclear waste. And two First Nations communities could hold the key. We'll have more business news next. Welcome back, 6.15 on your Thursday. Here's a look at the markets. The Canadian dollar is down four basis points this morning. It's at 75.67 cents US. Gold fell $4.90, while crude dropped 80 cents. It's at $73.31 a barrel. In midday European trading, markets are down in London, Frankfurt, and in Paris. Over in Asia, markets are down in Tokyo, but up in Hong Kong and Shanghai. And in North American markets, yesterday the TSX gained 135 points. The Dow is up 111 points. The Nasdaq added 25. Canada is looking to finalize a place to bury its nuclear waste next year. For the last 20 years, Canada has been looking to create a deep geological repository. That's a network of rooms connected by cavernous tunnels deep below the Earth's surface where millions of bundles of used nuclear fuel can be stored indefinitely. Two First Nations in Ontario will vote next year on willingness to host the project, one in northwest near Ignace and the other in the South Bruce area. Community members say the process has caused deep divisions, with people weighing economic benefits and safety concerns, in particular water contamination. In a few days, British Columbia will become the first jurisdiction in Canada to require work sites to hire only licensed companies with certified employees for asbestos removal. When the changes were announced last year, the government said they would create better safety standards governing exposure to asbestos, which can cause deadly lung disease. The change is, among others, coming into effect January 1st. Another includes requirements that employers help injured employees get back on the job, meaning that any company with 20 or more employees now need to, be, they need to offer comparable pre-injury work once an employee is able to come back. 
The New York Times is suing OpenAI and Microsoft for copyright infringements. In a claim filed yesterday, the newspaper alleges the company's artificial intelligence technology illegally copied millions of the news organization's articles to train ChatGPT. The Times says the technology is now competing with their own company. The suit also says the New York Times first became aware of the work being used to train ChatGPT months ago and has been trying to receive compensation. The paper is seeking unspecified monetary damages, as well as the destruction of the AI models that incorporate its journalism. Streaming service Amazon Prime says starting February 5th, customers in Canada and the U.S. will see ads while watching their television shows and movies. Amazon says the ads will allow them to, quote, continue investing in compelling content and keep increasing that investment over a long period of time. Customers will have the option of paying an additional $2.99 a month if they want to watch without seeing the ads. Other streaming platforms, such as Netflix and Disney Plus, have already introduced a tiered subscription model. A ban on Apple smartwatches over alleged patent, patent infringements has been put on pause. An earlier U.S. International Trade Commission order prevented Apple from importing the latest models of the watch to be used in the United States because they violate patents registered to another company. Now a federal appeals court has temporarily blocked that import ban while the patent dispute winds its way through the legal system. It follows Apple's emergency motion where the company said it could, quote, suffer irreparable harm if the ban was kept in place. Last night, Apple announced it would start selling its watches by noon today. Pizza Hut delivery drivers in the state of California will soon be without jobs. Hundreds of franchise stores are laying off all delivery driver positions by the end of February. That's just a month before California's minimum wage jumps in April from $15.50 to $20 an hour. Around 1,200 employees are expected to be impacted. Customers in California will instead have to use third-party apps like DoorDash, Grubhub and Uber Eats. A judge in New York has ruled that Alibaba must face a lawsuit by a U.S. toy maker alleging the Chinese e-commerce giant's online platforms were used to sell counterfeit squishmallows. Judge Jesse Furman of the Southern District Court of New York refused Alibaba's request to dismiss the case filed by Kelly Toys Holdings, which makes the popular plush toys. Kelly Toys is owned by Jazzwares, a toy company that is controlled by billionaire Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. All right, taking a break right now. Emily Vukovic will be back with a look at traffic and your seven-day forecast.
Welcome back to Morning Live. Before we get to Emily for a look at the seven day forecast, let's take a look at the roads quickly. As you can see, the roads are a little light right now. Not bad drive whatsoever. And uh, look at the QEW east of Dorval Drive. The uh, the fog isn't too bad there. Here's uh, Royal Windsor. Also uh, a little bit foggy, a little bit wet. Not too bad overall. Uh, from what we've seen the past couple of days uh, on Hamilton Mountain and the escarpment, uh, the fog is quite a bit thicker than once you get down. So uh, if you are out and about uh, on the highway above the escarpment, be careful, slow down, uh, and have your full light system on. Make sure that you have that as well. And uh, Emily, what do you have for weather? No high beams. That's what I have. No high beams because that reflects the fog and that actually makes it harder to see. So fog lights, great idea. Low beams, great idea, but no high beams. Uh, the Almanac. We've got temperatures uh, close to where we should be by the end of the week. We should be around minus one, but we've been so mild. Uh, our low minus eight, our overnight lows have been around five, six degrees throughout the Hamilton region. Record high back in 1982, 17.1. I would take that. I know that's weird for winter, but I would take it. We are nowhere near the record low of minus 21. So which would you rather? Would you rather mild conditions or minus 21? Yeah, I know I would take uh, mild conditions too. All right, today we're looking at showers. We've got drizzle in the forecast, but again, temperatures well above our seasonal daytime high, pretty much eight degrees right across the board. Tonight, temperatures are cooling, but not by much, a little cooler than they have been uh, last night or the night before. Anywhere between four and six degrees throughout the region. We're looking at six through Mississauga, a little cooler in Guelph and Kitchener at four degrees, but again, drizzle and the potential for some fog. Tomorrow, this is going to be the last day of intense overcast conditions. We do have that chance to see some showers mixing with some rain. We've got some drizzle again, could see some foggy conditions, poor visibility on the roads. But finally, as we get into the weekend, that low will continue to track its way off towards the Atlantic and we are going to be left with some sunshine. Finally, more likely by Sunday than Saturday could see a few isolated flurries as well. We still have a little bit of moisture in the atmosphere. We're looking at one degree for Saturday minus one for Sunday and then take note look at our overnight lows. So if you are heading out for New Year's Eve uh, Sunday night into Monday dress for it because it is going to be cool. We're looking at minus six and then finally 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 we're going to see some sunshine Monday Tuesday and Wednesday with the temperatures that are going to be close to seasonal Adam Emily. Thank you very much. Now back to her question. I would much rather have 17 degrees rather than minus 21. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Without <laughs> no a doubt. No questions Without there. Doubt. Okay, this is, gonna, this is a funny story. A North Carolina family woke up to what they say was pure chaos on Christmas morning. They found their three-year-old had in the middle of the night opened up all of the presents under the tree. He came back upstairs and woke my wife up with the request for scissors, which is a relatively terrifying thing to hear as a parent uh, in the middle of the night. Scott and Katie Reddington woke up Christmas morning to find their three-year-old son decide to get a jump on what Santa brought, digging into every Christmas gift under the tree. Scott posted the aftermath of the night's events on X. The post amassed over 6 million views, sparking others to share their own Christmas horror stories of their kids doing the same. Now, the family has two other children, aged six and one, and while they didn't have any extra wrapping paper on hand, Scott says his wife made do by salvaging and re wrapping some of the gifts. The dad, meanwhile, said his son justified opening all the gifts under the tree by saying he didn't want you get anyone confused. So when I was a kid, I knew I was getting a football. <laughs> so I 
like weeks before Christmas, I opened up the football, and my friends and I were playing football in the front yard, no. but it was in Winnipeg, so the football froze and cracked, but I put it back, I wrapped it up, and I got in so much trouble, <laughs> so much trouble. Oh my, I've always been like a, a shake the gifts kind of deal, but I've never opened them before oh, Christmas. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, my I'd open goodness. up and like be careful with the tape, and then you put it back, no, I was good. Except for All that right. football, I got caught. Very sneaky. Yeah. All right, stay with us. We have more to come after the break.